Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And we're still doing our Once More With Feeling series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It is never, ever going to end. Today, we're doing episode, season three, episode 19, Choices. Choices. This episode first aired May 4th, 1999, May the 4th, written by David Fury and directed by James A. Continent. Eddie. This is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan, but Jared has never watched the series all the way through, and I'm trying to convince him it's worth his time. Are you crazy? Yes, we're still doing it. Uh, past our 50th uh, episode milestone that we went last week. This is our 51st episode, Eddie. Isn't it that exciting? It sure is. It sure is. So, uh, choices, Eddie. Uh, what was it like for you watching this episode? What do you think? You know, this it. is an overarching episode. You know, it's sort of a, you know, it's about making choices for your future, pretty much. Mm, subliminal, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and actually, choices is generally a very uh, common theme running throughout the the series. Is you know, mm, you are people the choices. have to make choices. Well, you are the choices that you make. Okay, oh, specifically that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is actually a pretty solid episode. It, it no B plot. This is like pretty much just the one plot, wasn't it? Oh uh, no, no, the B plots the stuff with uh, Cordelia. Oh, it was only two scenes, though, wasn't it? Well, there's a few scenes with. Okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> it classifies as a B plot because. Well, I guess you're privy to information that something else is going on there that I'm not not aware of. Is that, yes. Is that a rough assumption? Yes. Okay. Um. You know, it's this is one of those episodes. It's it's a solid episode, but it's probably not anyone's like on their favorite list of episodes. Like, mm-hmm. um, but it's pretty good. You have some like kind of intense uh, action scenes, horror scenes. Yeah, yeah, they were they were pretty uh, intense. I'd have to admit. Yeah, yeah, I'll pay that. Um, you know, you got a little you know crime caper going on <laughs> with them. You know. Doing their little Mission Impossible. Yeah, it was very Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Overall, I like. I, I can't really critique. Like, it's hard to critique this episode. There's nothing wrong with this episode. It's mm. it's a good solid episode. Yeah. Um. But as I said, it's just not going to be anyone's favorite. Yeah, it's there's uh, no shocking revelations in there. I think at this. Yeah, stage. but it's also one of those ones. It's not breaking any new ground. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like pretty standard format. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but just a good episode of television. Yeah. It's just good. It's just good. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, did you want to do the summary? Yeah. The summary. That's my job. Hey, maybe you can read it this week. Do you want me to do it? <laughs> I need time to rehearse. Do you? Yeah. Well, this is a first here. I dare you, Eddie. You want me to do it? <laughs> I'm holding it out to you. <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 no. no. Got, the look on your face. If only it's we had a camera. Sheer horror. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm holding a severed head. Here, Eddie, take, take it. No, I need time. I need time to practice and rehearse. You cannot. Really? Yes. I don't, no, I don't you practice cannot, or rehearse. You can. You cannot just just dump that on me without me being able to practice and rehearse. Oh, I'm such a princess. You are. You are a princess. <laughs> or maybe even read it first. <laughs> Because then I'll need to make my little changes mm, yeah. <laughs> for things that I can't pronounce. <laughs> Which is pretty much most of it, I'd say. Gavrock. Is that how you say it? Gavrock. Gavrock. All right. Yeah. That's all I needed to know. Don't scare me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like public speaking. 
That's all right. No one's going to hear it anyway. <laughs> no one's listened to these. You know My that. My number one fear: public speaking. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Let's do a podcast. Yeah, let's you? do a podcast, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Number, whatever. Number one fear no, is public speaking. I really speaking. hope no one's listening. Okay. The box of Gavrock is due to arrive by courier at the airport. The mayor offers Faith a knife in return for intercepting it. Buffy tells Wesley and Giles that she wants out of Sunnydale. She offers a deal. If she takes the offensive against the mayor, defeats him, and stops the ascension, they could afford to be slayerless for long enough for her to go away to college. That night, Faith kills the courier and separates him from the box by taking off his hand. Watching from the bushes, Buffy sees Faith deliver the box to the mayor. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? Give me the gun. When the coast is clear, Buffy forces the driver to disclose information about the box. The gang plan to attack on City Hall to steal the box of Gavrock. First, Willow will remove the magic protecting the box so Buffy and Angel can take it. Then, Xander and Oz will prepare a ritual Willow will use to destroy the box. Wesley and Giles drop off Buffy, Willow and Angel at City Hall. Everything goes fine until Buffy's guy rope sticks and alarm goes off. As two vampires enter, Angel drops to rescue Buffy. After they fight, they escape with the box. The men's anger and the gang's relief reverse when it is discovered that Faith has captured Willow. A library discussion ensues. Is Willow's life worth those of the many thousands who would be saved if the box is destroyed? Oz settles the matter by smashing the pot containing the potion needed for the ritual. Buffy tells Giles to set up a meeting to exchange Willow for the box of Gavrock. At City Hall, Willow escapes from the room she is imprisoned and examines the mayor's office. She is reading the books of Ascension when Faith finds her. Giles calls in time to stop Faith from killing her. The meeting is in the school cafeteria where the mayor tells Buffy and Angel that they have no future together. They make the trade but are disrupted by Principal Schneider and his security guards bent on drug busting. One of the guards opens up the box and a large beetle-like creature jumps out and kills him. Another beetle breaks free and the two attack the mare and Buffy. Buffy squashes one and Faith kills another by throwing her knife and pinning the creature to the wall. Back at the library, Willow presents Giles with a few important pages he tore from the Book of Ascension. Wesley counts the costs of her rescue. The gang are now back to where they started with no way to stop the Ascension. At school the next day, Buffy and Willow talk again about their future. Buffy knows she cannot leave Sunnydale. Willow now knows she does not want to leave because fighting evil and studying Wicca are what she wants to do. Both will attend UC Sunnydale. Cordelia is shown working at a dress store and enviously holding up one particular dress. The end. Hmm. So, Sunnydale has a new addition to its... A university. uh, Yeah, we've got the University of UC Sunnydale. Now... One of our fans, Joe, had pointed out to me what Australian town could be comparable to Sunnydale. She came up with Warrnambool. Warrnambool. Warrnambool has a zoo or something, a museum, a university, <laughs> a port. <laughs> that's right. I think that's the shipping docks. The shipping yeah. docks, yes. Does it have an army base? Oh, got me there. It definitely has a beach. Yeah. Um. Little moto. Boats they have there. <laughs> um, 
Does it have a large hospital? Yes, it has a hospital. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it has a university, a natural history museum. Doubt that Melbourne doesn't have a natural <laughs> history. I suppose just we've got a museum. <laughs> I think there is a museum. Oh, there is like a maritime museum there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. All right. We'll go with that. All right. Go with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll have to see. I don't think there is an army base though. No, I don't think there is. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Um, so, the themes running through this episode. Choices. You, choices. We want to start with that? Um, okay, yeah, we can talk about choices. Um, for the first choice sort of made in this is about Buffy going to university. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, and Willow, <laughs> who... Magically got into every single every university, single university on the planet. Don't, don't you have to pay to apply to a lot of those colleges? I or have no idea. Pay to apply? Jeez. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, but she got accepted to Oxford. Yeah. Who gets accepted to universities overseas? Or who applies for that? I don't know. Yeah, it seemed a little odd. Hmm. Or yeah. Oxnard. Oxnard. <laughs> That's right. That's a place. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so Buffy takes the f- makes the choice of taking the fight to the mayor instead of waiting around. Yeah, and then Willow ends up getting captured. Mm-hmm. Um, again, <laughs> again, and you have Willow sort of having this face off with Faith and saying that Faith made a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. It was funny that scene where Faith's going, oh, you're going to do your little spiel about I've made the wrong choices. No, 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 no. It's like, um, uh, is this the part where you say it's not too late? Not too late. And she's like, oh, oh yeah, no, 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 no. It's way, way too late Way for too that. late. Her face when she says it, like, oh, is it? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is that funny thing where Faith expects something. T- she doesn't expect Willow to say what she says. Like, Willow yeah. is just so confident and... Mm, she expects her to grovel and say, no, come back to us, Faith. We need you. And Like, oh, no, 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 you're gone. No, right. no, you're a piece you. of shit and you made a bad choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're garbage. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it does actually hurt Faith's feelings. Yeah, you can tell. She's you like, can tell oh. she is actually kind of hurt by it. Mm. Um, you know, she lashes out. Was mm. almost ready to kill her yeah. <laughs> in response. Mm. Um. In the end, it's the choice that Willow chooses to stay in Sunnydale. Hmm. To be with Buffy. Yeah. It's a good choice. Yeah. Lots of choices being made. Um, Yeah, back to what the Faith and Willow showdown and the fact that Willow does actually manage to hurt her feelings. And it's probably a little bit because that's what Faith actually feels about herself. She knows she, she knows that there's truth to what Willow is saying. Hmm. And that's why it does actually hurt her. Um, yeah, this is also the beginning of the end for Buffy and Angel. It's just uh, facing reality that this... Uh... Yeah, so I think, you know, the mayor kind of plants the seed here um, saying that it, they don't really have a future together. Um, it starts with them talking about how they're in a rut. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and then you have the mayor going on about how he's immortal and she's going to grow old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, I just I just think of that scene from Highlander, and uh, yeah. you know, it's kind of sad. What do you just think? That's all I can play. Yeah. Um, well, it is the immortal thing because uh, obviously she will grow old and die and, and he won't. And, and it made me kind of think if they were to do a reboot of this series and if they were to get David Boreanaz back and de-age him for the show yeah. so he looks exactly like he did 20 years ago, that would be a real, really clever way of doing it. Not just problem is he looks better now than what he did <laughs> back then. That, that's, he actually got better with age. Oh, that, dear. That, that, yeah. That's where the issue is going to lie. But it, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it is kind of sad. Like that, that scene, in, if you've ever seen Highlander, there's a, it's about a person who's immortal and uh, he has a wife. And they show the decades of them living together and how he's the same age and she just gets older and older until she dies of old age. And it's like a very sad part of the film. Yeah, except when that they're playing that song as well in the background. Except that it's also in like, what is it, 1414 in Scotland and it was unlikely that she was going to live past. 30 anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was just never going to work it's no and it's a it's a confronting truth that the mayor says that they both sort of look at each other and realize that they are sort of kidding themselves and yeah that it's just never going to work yeah the mayor was definitely onto something so throughout the season you've sort of had these you know buffy father figure issues going on and this episode i feel kind of highlights the two different, like, so you've got Buffy and Giles and Faith and the Mayor. Yeah. These two very, very different rela- relationships. Yeah. Um, and then you've sort of got Wesley as, like, the stepfather trying to come <laughs> in. <laughs> you know. Um, they really don't listen to him, do they? Well, he's trying to assert his dominance and authority and it just comes off as, Weasley, yeah. yeah. But he's kind of right. Like it seemed like what he was saying was actually sort of true that they were going to just rush into this. And it did make him stop and think for a second about, you know, how what the protection spell and things that they were going to need. So everything he said was right. And then once they did it, they pulled the pin on it because they didn't want to uh, give up Willow. Yeah. So that's, you know, and it's that thing. It's the debate that has already come up. Like it, it's pretty much the def- it, like Wesley was using the fe- defense that the lies Faith, of the few outlier. Out- yeah, yeah, that Faith had made a few episodes prior, and it just doesn't fly. I'm thinking of the Star Trek quote: "The lives of the few outweigh the lives of the many." Yes. Yeah. Um, and it just doesn't work with um, Buffy, and um, like because yeah. an act of evil to stop a potential, like letting an act of evil happen to stop a potential hmm. act of evil happening just doesn't fly with Buffy. <laughs> no. And I just love the the scene where they're all debating this and Oz just gets up and smashes the potion. It's like, all right, well, that's sorted. Yeah. <laughs> Guess we get but it. But he does it so stoically. Like he, 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 like he hasn't said a word. Yeah, doesn't say a word. He just hasn't chimed in on the debate at all. No, just gets up, smashes it. He's just it. like, We're no. doing this now. Yeah, it's like we're saving Willow. Hmm. We're swapping Willow. And he could tell, like, the whole thing was is that he could tell he had Buffy on his side. Yeah. Um, what's Wesley going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's he really going to do? Throw his tea at him. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, he was outnumbered because there was no way any of them were going to let Willow die other than him. And he did try to make a point, you know, but again, like that one, you know, letting someone die to stop a potential act. And who knows, there could be, he could be, he could easily probably get more Gavrock. Who fucking knows? (laughs) Yeah. Um, but what I was also saying was about um, the relationship between Buffy and Giles and the mayor and Faith. And though they're not actually their fathers, they have this father figure type Yeah, they do. Dynamic. Yeah. And one's a goofy dad and one's a s- sort of consulting serious dad, I guess. Well, no, well, because the whole thing is is that like with the mayor and faith, like he he does give her endless freedom and moral autonomy, but he also treats her like a child. Mm, yeah, <laughs> um, which you know is like harsh punishments and you know glasses of milk. Yeah, <laughs> you know here have a cookie. You know, like you know, but really, you know, coddling, but also we'll condescending a little bit. Condescending, too. Yeah, 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 and you know, telling you, you know, you've got a really pretty face. Pull your hair back, like that kind of shit. <laughs> um, whereas you know, Giles lets Buffy. Though he does guide her, he he doesn't really meddle. Yeah. He's not the one saying you shouldn't be with Angel. He realises that she needs to come to that conclusion herself. Yeah. Like he kind of guides her but doesn't really... Doesn't intervene, yeah. Doesn't intervene. Yeah. yeah. Um, the responsible parent. Wants yes. their kids to make their own mistakes because it's the only way they're going to learn sometimes. Um. You know, and he he does respect her. That's that's the difference. Like the mayor definitely has no respect for faith for anyone, really. I think. <laughs> yes. Um, and you know, so Buffy has the ability to choose and guide herself towards adulthood, pretty much. Whereas you know, the mayor kind of coddles her, mm. <laughs> like coddles, but yeah, it's just very weird the dynamic. Um. So, on to another point. Yeah. Um, Willow making the choice... When she gets free from the vampire... <laughs> yes. By using her magic powers... Telepathy pencil staking. Yeah. yeah very nice. Yeah. Uh, call back to, I think, the previous episode, was well, it? Or yeah, a few episodes that? back she was doing that. Yeah. Um, learning to spin a pencil. Mm-hmm. Or, what is it? Levitate a pencil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, she gets free from that room, but she doesn't leave the building... And she knows that she's going to be used as leverage. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she doesn't make a break for it. She decides to go into the mayor's office. Or I think she goes into the mayor's office because she can't quite get away without being seen. Yeah. Um, and then just sits down. And then they do like a, a one of those wipe, what do you call them, a screen wipe type things to, to show that, what do you call it, a fade? To show that a lot of time has passed. Right, yeah. And she's, <laughs> and she's just been sitting there reading sitting the there books. Sitting there reading books, yeah. Reading the books escaped. of Ascension, yeah. Did even notice uh, Faith walk into the room. Yeah. Looking at little Nancy Drew here. Um, but then if you don't have that scene, then you don't have the wonderful little face-off between her and Faith. Yeah. Where you kind of can see that, you know, Willow is starting to turn into this really confident woman <laughs> like well i guess she hasn't have it, had it uh had it out with faith well no one really has to be honest since she left oh a few of them i 
No one's really seen her, I think, have they? No, no, yeah. no one has yeah. since the the little Black Widow oh, interrogation. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, since the previous or the other episode of uh, yeah, and they haven't really enemies, was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they haven't really spoken to each other. Yeah, but it, then again, only one episode has passed. Yeah, since then. So, yeah, but for Willow having it out with her. And just being so cool, calm and collected during that entire fight scene. And she cops a pretty nasty punch as well. Mm. Um, and Faith is actually about to kill her. And then the mayor steps in. With that knife. Have I seen that knife before? It looked familiar. You will see it again. Okay. I, no. um, have you seen this episode? Oh, I forgot to no, ask. no, I haven't seen it. No. Yeah. no. Oh, maybe the bugs look familiar. I don't know if I've seen that before, maybe. Okay, again, the bugs yeah. will come back into it. Yeah, so I, I might <laughs> knife, have seen that. The knife does come back I into it. I definitely saw the knife. And I, I think at the end where um, where Faith looks sad, I, I'm not sure if she was sad because she was leaving the group or because she was leaving a knife behind. I think it's because she was leaving a knife behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what my knife? Well, because you could kind of tell that she wasn't really – She's so excited when she gets like that present that she's given at the like when he you know he doesn't just give her the knife it's like all wrapped up in a pretty little box yeah little Tiffany's box oh you got me a knife oh <laughs> how know, did you know you could kind of tell that you know she's probably someone who hasn't received a lot of gifts in her life yeah um yeah she's very very happy with her knife <laughs> you know it's a thing of beauty <laughs> uh yeah like every girl isn't a. Fifteenth birthday when she gets her first knife. Yeah, so Cordelia's a little extra bitchy in this episode. Yeah, as well. extra snarky, and for her that is pretty bad. Yeah, that scene when you first see her and she just basically just lays into everyone, yeah. apart from Oz, uh, about their pathetic lives and you know, how she doesn't want to be with them. Mm. Even though she was helping the other week, funny, yeah. but uh, yeah, just dishes out uh, some insults pretty much to everyone there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you realise later that she's lashing out because there's some, there's obviously something else going on. Well, she mentioned all those uh, places she got accepted to. Now, she was just showing um, envelopes, but were they uh, rejections or, or...? No, 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 no. She did get into them. Oh, You'll okay. find. I think you find out in the next episode what her... So, you saw her is. looking in the shop and it looked like she was buying a dress. Then you find out she's working there. Yeah. Right. So she's got no money. <laughs> yes, perhaps Daddy might have had a few issues with the tax department. Oh no, yeah. Um, that poor vapid whore. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, I think yeah, you do find out in the next episode where she plays a pretty big part in it. Um. I might just ask uh, if you went down a rabbit hole this um episode. I think I did see you going down a rabbit hole. I did Something go to do so with Elvira. Elvira, um, Vampira. Uh, so the actor who played the courier, mm-hmm. his name was uh, Jamie F. Skaggs. Nothing too special about him. Being been in plenty of films, there was one film that did catch my eye. <laughs> it was a movie called Oblivion. This has nothing to do with the, no, Tom, the Cruise, Tom Cruise, not the one. Tom Cruise movie. This those, those, so those very similar. Maybe, maybe <laughs> similar. 
Uh, there were aliens. There were aliens in it. Now, I, I want to play just a trailer. I just found it hilarious. Um, and by the way, it has a teacher's pet. Teacher's pet in it. <laughs> and I was like, like, me and Jared were arguing about it because he's like, no, it's not, no, it's not, no, it's not. And I'm like, I was yeah, looking at the wrong girl. definitely yeah, is. Definitely he was looking her. at the wrong girl. Yeah, I'm just gonna play the trailer of this of this film. Oblivion came gonna... up in 1990. I think it only works with a visual, unfortunately. Three for 994. Even just hearing it, uh, I'm just gonna play it anyway. I, don't know. I found it kind of hilarious. I think you just listen to it, you'll find it hilarious too. In the outlands of space. <laughs> Might be a little bit um, Firefly inspired as well. Got a problem, Red Eye? Yeah, yeah, I got a problem. Where the good guys are only human. You get out of town. There she is. You ain't gonna kill nobody. And the bad guys are not. <laughs> it's like a sci-fi. Uh, it's a sci-fi space western. Where the liquor's high. This is George Takai. Jim, Jim beam me up. He's holding a bottle of Jim Beam. And the natives are on the warpath. Because in this town, it's not cowboys and Indians. Not so fast, Pocahontas. It's cowboys and aliens. This movie just looks like trash. <laughs> That was the uh, that was a courier who said that my family would take revenge. That was his character. He's like an American Indian. Oblivion. It's high noon in outer space. <laughs> it's high noon in outer space. <laughs> oh, this movie just looks like pure trash. Uh, possibly so good it's bad. I reckon it's got some pretty positive reviews. Um, I don't know. Stumbled upon that. Uh, so the director of that directed the Elvira movies. Yeah, it looked uh, very, Sa- very B But also Ivan. being a space western, it did seem like perhaps a little... Um... It seemed very Firefly. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, and the fact, yeah. And I don't know, <laughs> I just felt like there was maybe some sort of inspiration or something there. I mean, a space western isn't that original. I've seen it done plenty of times before um, Firefly, to be honest. Yeah, In fact, yeah. uh, Brave Star, the cartoon series, is actually a space western. Really, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, but that was like a, a cyberpunk almost, mm. or steampunk, I think. Yeah, but but C- cyber western. But Firefly is kind of a cyberpunk. Yeah, well, it's probably more of a steampunk that one, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it just led me down to Elvira. So if you don't know who Elvira is, uh, played by Cassandra Peterson. Uh, so she's been playing Elvira for nearly forty years. Made a long career out of it. She's in her 70s now. And it led me down to Vampira, the original Elvira, maybe one could say. Uh, so she was a very similar sort of uh, character, I guess, you know, this sort of gothic-looking woman with her boobs sticking out. Though I think Elvira did the cleavage a lot better than Elvira, possibly because you couldn't do it that way if you tried to do it in the 50s. It's basically mm. all Val- Elvira had. And So the actress who played Vampira did try to sue Elvira. Uh, unsuccessfully for like $10 million, but um, I don't know. It's kind of sad to see 
she really the the actress who played her didn't really get much fame or fortune and seeing a character that was almost based on hers you know reap all the benefits so you can sort of see the resentment there but you know some could argue that vampire is just a ripoff of morticia mm. i mean again it's not an original idea of a gothic woman with the with the breasts out or dressed in black. Long black hair. Yeah. 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 So it's, uh, uh, yeah, but I, I remember liking Elvira for some reason when I was a young, young kid. I don't oh, know. nothing to do with the boobs. <laughs> what boobs? <laughs> there was a, a reality TV show in the early 2000s. Who wants to be the next Elvira or find oh the next gosh. Elvira? It's on YouTube. It's, <laughs> uh, Kind of remind me of that WB Superstars one. That was <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Not like that in a sense. It was only like a four episode series. You can watch it all on YouTube. It's it's really trashy. Uh, is the WB Superstars? Is that on there? That possibly could be on there. Yeah, one that, of the funniest, funniest, worst, most cynical um, reality TV shows. So it's oh, a show that oh, makes. What should, it's, not, it's not reality. What do you call it? It's a. a Contestant, but no. the people didn't realize. So, what they were looking for was the worst singers, but they made it yeah. out to be looking for the best singer. Um, and as and it was funny because some contestants actually improved, and the moment they improved, they dropped they, them, they, <laughs> they dropped them. But they're like, you know, when they when American Oil have all Incredibly. those horrible singers come on, they're mm. the ones that they picked, and the ones who are really good, they told them to piss off basically. Yeah. Um, and I think the one that won it was the one that ring, um, she... She wrote it, the lyrics on she her hand. But it was for the song Material Girl by Madonna, which doesn't have very... It's compli- not American Pie. There isn't like seven <laughs> verses to it. Um, it's it- a very, very basic song. Um, and she writes the lyrics on her hand. Hey, it works. She won in the end. Yeah. Uh, the epitome of trashy reality shows. Uh but I actually heard years later that the audience in those shows were told that the contestants actually had terminal diseases and that their lifelong dream was to <laughs> sing in front of a live audience, hence why they all got it. I don't know how it was something that come up. I don't know how true that is. I hope it's not. <laughs> yeah, oh, but, my God. But who knows? Maybe they'll make a movie out of that one like day. Now, <laughs> like, you know what? When I look back on it now, it did seem kind of like a – Bit of a cruel. It's a cruel joke. joke. It is, isn't it? They get these people up there and make absolute ass. It's it's, it's cruel when they put them on TV because can obviously. I, can the- I also say Australia tried to do something similar with uh, Australian Idol? Do you remember that, Jared? Oh no, don't because, bring it up. <laughs> because his cousin was it. What are they called? The tro- the the wannabes. The the something. I can't even remember what they called it. Yeah. But anyway, Jared's cousin was one of the contestants. Yeah. And she yeah. did a. Horrible, horrible version of Titanic. Titanic, song. <laughs> the song from Titanic. Oh, I did I had no idea. If my mum's like, "Oh, your cousin's going to be on America Australian Idol." I'm like, "Oh, okay, I didn't know she could sing." And she can't. <laughs> <laughs> she got I remember, I remember watching it. And my roommate's like, "Oh, there's my cousin, my cousin," and she started singing, and I had no idea. And I was like, "Oh my god, the Unforgettables." Yeah, that's, uh, it. that's it. The yep. Unforgettables. She was yep. one of them. Yeah, and it was the Asian guy because there's always a foreign Asian guy who can't speak English that won it, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, but she was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Right, and, they nev- s- and they never did it again and after they never, that. She never either. did it again. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Now, and we're never going to speak of this again, all right? That's that's the end of this. <laughs> we're done. All right. All right can all we right. go into question time? Yes, we can go into question time.
answer the question. So, Jared, in the episode choices, which character was your favourite? I actually like Principal Schneider. <laughs> okay, yep, yep. He, he was really onto the drug scene, wasn't he? Yes. He, 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 was, uh, he was really trying to find who's got what, you know? Cocaine on. <laughs> <laughs> and was, was uh, sadly disappointed in the end. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, no, because they were dealing something much, 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 much worse. worse. What's it? What's in the what? bag? Lunch. Oh, what's lunch code for? <laughs> My lunch. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, I went with Willow because, you know, she's sort of growing into the, you know, the at least this really confident woman and she's kind of finding, mm-hmm, yeah. she's kind of finding her power a little bit. Um, and she just seems so grown up in that last scene. Like she looks... Like you can kind of see, like this very this very attractive woman emerging. Yes. Not <laughs> well, um, that she was ugly before or anything, but yeah. No. Um, which character do you love to hate? I had to put Cordelia in this one. Okay. That was how extra snarky she was in this episode that I had to write down that she was the one a person I love to hate. Yeah. I just every time she came into the room, she just had to pull everyone down. Yeah. And I didn't feel any sympathy at, uh, for her at the end. I thought, no, nah, you deserve that. Yeah, I'm going to go with the mayor for his uh, offering of relationship advice to two people who didn't ask for it. No, but <laughs> while he's there, throw his two cents in. And to be honest, he was absolutely right. Yes, but still. They can't stay yeah. together. He hasn't. He has his own TV show to go and go and make. I think. <laughs> yeah. What's he on? We. I mean, um, Angel has his own TV oh, show sorry, to go yeah, and make. Yeah. So they have to break up soon at some point. Um, and Cordelia has to somehow manage to end up in LA <laughs> as well <laughs> with him to be in the same show. Yes. So I wonder how they're going to do that. <laughs> oh, guess we we'll have to find out. Does this mean we have to watch Angel now? No. Maybe no? maybe one or two episodes. Maybe like do we have to like if we continue to watch Buffy to the end then can we go back and watch Angel or is that going to stuff it up a bit? Oh, look there, you know what? They're there's, sort of a, there's, a, there's a couple of crossover episodes. Yeah. But you could maybe just watch those like they're mm. not like maybe just the important crossover one. So yeah. <laughs> that do actually lead back into Buffy. Mm. But otherwise, yeah, there's I don't think you no? really need okay. to. Good. I'll just let you know the ones that do <laughs> lead into a you let me know. episode. Yeah. What was the most memorable fight scene? The Buffy Angel Mission Impossible scene, I thought, <laughs> whether or when they're fighting and she's on the guy wire spinning around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool, that scene. And I have to bring up again the, the stunt doubles. Like, oh, yeah. They were so bad. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not, not that bad, well, the they're whole, great. The whole thing was is that when it was made, it, you know, it wasn't meant to be done in high definition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can. So quite, they have it just poorly lit. <laughs> yeah, but even the scene where she walked out of the building. I thought, oh, it's it's Buffy. What's she doing there? And then she does it tumble into the bushes. And like, oh, okay, that's right. That's why yeah. she's there. But they haven't even tried to hide her face or anything. No, no. She just clearly walks out of the building. Oh, who's that? Yeah, <laughs> oh. but because it's dark, everyone's like, oh, yeah, probably don't really need to mm. to do anything with it. And we'll just, you know, yeah. <laughs> but as I said, it wasn't – they didn't probably didn't realise when making it that it was going to yeah, be I on – Yeah, I think so, yeah. Redone in high definition mm, where you yeah. can actually tell that it's not Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Uh, that was mine. Was it yours as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and I think I had the fight scene on wires when they're doing their Mission Impossible <laughs> reenactment. <laughs> like, pretty much the exact yeah. thing you just said. Um, LOL moment. Um, uh, Principal Snyder had a funny line <laughs> right at the end when he's holding the chair up. You, all of you, why couldn't you be dealing drugs like normal people? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um... You know what my LOL moment had to be? It had to be when Oz just so stoically, he hasn't even been involved in the argument. He just gets up and smashes the cauldron. Um, Giving Wesley absolutely no leg to stand on. Zero fucks given. Um, Because it was him and... Xander that made it and there's no way that Xander wasn't going to go get his best friend. Yeah. So, screw you, Wesley. Um, Favourite scene? That was actually my favourite scene. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I will go. My favourite scene is the Willow Faith showdown. So, you've got Willow going, Faith, wait, I want to talk to you. And Faith's like, oh, yeah. Give me the speech again, please. Faith, we're still your friends. We can help. It's not too late. She's, her response is, oh, it's way too late. You know, it didn't have to be this way. But you made your choice. I know you had a tough life. I know that some some people think you had a lot, lot of bad breaks. Well, boo-hoo, poor you. You know, you had a, a lot more in your life than, than some people. I mean, you had friends like Buffy. Now you have no one. You were a slayer and now you're nothing. You're just a big, selfish, worthless waste. Faith goes, you hurt me, I hurt you. I'm just a little more efficient. (laughs) After she punches her and Willow responds with, oh, and I just thought you didn't have a comeback. (laughs) Hasta la vista, baby. Okay. Um, Least favorite scene, Jared. I guarantee we're going to have the same one. The spider scene? Um, no. I mean, no, I actually did like no, the no, scene, uh, but it creeped me it's out. It's definitely one of... I actually had it as my favourite scene, but then I was like, oh, maybe it was kind of creepy. I actually have Wesley doing the... He does that little finger cross thing and does that. And the power invested in the council, I forbid you from going away to college. Like he, <laughs> Yeah, that was it. The annoying scene. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, favorite quote. So the conversation between Wesley and Buffy. And Wesley's, but you're a slayer. And Buffy replies, yeah, I'm also a person. You can't define me by my slayness. That's somethingism. <laughs> yeah. Great line. Uh, my favorite quote is when. After Willow tells Buffy that she's going to go to UC Sunnydale and Willow says, actually, this isn't about you. Although I'm fond, don't get me wrong. The other night, you know, being captured and all, facing off with Faith, things just kind of got clear. I mean, you've been fighting evil here for three years and I've helped some and now we're supposed to decide what we want to do with the rest of our lives. And I realised that that's what I want to do, fight evil, help people. I mean, I think it's worth doing, and I don't think you do it because you have to. It's a good fight, Buffy, and I want in. Mm-hmm. 
and Buffy has a little, I kind of love you. <laughs> and then they kind of jump on each other and hug, and it's just a super sweet scene <laughs> as well. Okay. Wait, now. Yeah. Um, we've got best Cordelia freakout moment. Well, it was the one that's where she first meets him outside. He just basically uh, insults everyone. I thought it was a bit of a nasty moment. When she says, I'm sorry, Buffy, this conversation is reserved for people who actually have a future. Yeah. Which, by the way, um, she dies (laughs) before Buffy dies. (laughs) Well, Buffy's died before her, technically. Untrue. And Buffy is dead for a period of time, but does come back. Because she dies twice. Yes. Okay. Um, well, I think but yes, but Co- okay, but then Cordelia's also in a coma for a long time and then dies. So there were spoiler alerts at the start of this. So. Yeah, I know. Um, I also have the Cordelia going Oxford. Whoopee! Four years in Teabag Central sounds thrilling, and MIT is a Clearasal ad with housing, and Yale is a dumping ground for those who didn't get into Harvard. <laughs> And she got into Harvard. And then she's like, I got into Harvard. Now, teabagging's got a diff- whole new meaning these days. Teabag central, not yeah. teabagging. It's just teabag central. <laughs> yeah, yeah. even saying that, saying, um, gives you a different impression of what goes on at Oxford. Okay. <laughs> All right. Who gets the wooden spoon? I gave it to the courier. <laughs> Did not know what he was fucking with. <laughs> yeah. Come in. I don't, oh, yeah. where's the money? I don't like surprises and then dies. I'm not sure what he was meant to... I mean, wasn't he, wasn't he bringing it to him? Why did you need to kill him? Oh, no, the mayor was meant to be there. The oh. mayor was meant to be, like, yeah. in the car. And okay. he wasn't there. All right. And they were going to take him to it. And then he's like, oh, I'm just up in the price. And Faith shoots him. It seemed like she was going to do that anyway. But did she, yeah. she did hear, I don't like surprises from about 30 metres away. Yeah. <laughs> At top of a building. Oh, she just wanted to use that crossbow. <laughs> Um, yeah, I went with Wesley, just for him being Wesley, doing the whole, I forbid it. Although he did sort of, um, he was right and they did listen to him a little bit when he said, well, if you're going to race, race in there, if you're going to rush in there, be prepared a little better. Not that they wouldn't have, I guess, but. Yeah, I think they'd already worked that out. Because hmm. I was like, oh, we've got Wiccan Girl here. Well, whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um. Yeah, who's the MVP of the episode? I went with Willow. Yeah, it's got to be Willow. Yeah, it's yeah. Willow kind of kicks butt a little bit, even mm. though she, even though she gets captured, her capture does. She doesn't seem too phased by it. She's yeah. like, oh, this again. Kind of leads to some pretty good moments. So yeah, um, and she does get some pages from the books of Ascension. Yeah. Um. What do you rate this episode out of 10? Oh, we forgot to give your rating for last week's episode. <laughs> do you remember what it was? I think it might have been 8 out of 10. Uh, you shot one. Yeah, some um, heart, demon hearts. Okay. Yeah. Yep, good. Yeah. Uh, so I will give this one seven stakes to the heart with a telepathy pencil. <laughs> Bloody hell, I've got the same thing. Ah. <laughs> eight, but it's eight out of ten flying pencils. <laughs> right. Maybe I should have just done eight out of ten sugary mochas. Oh, that works as well. Yeah. All right. I think is there anything else you want to bring up? Uh no, I think that's it. I've uh exhausted all my 
resources for tonight. So I think I'm gonna gonna finish this off, Eddie. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us tonight. We are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. I'm Edwina. And you can find us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and there is a Facebook group, and you can email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com. And be sure to like, share, subscribe. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Grr, arg.